2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: My family and I used to live in a rough neighborhood when I was a kid, seven One night, it was just my mom, me, and my two siblings at home, and my dad was gone on a business trip. That night around midnight, someone started knocking on our door. My mom woke up and went to the front door and asked who it was. No one answered. She thought that maybe it was some kids playing Ding Dong Ditch, so she went back to bed. About 30 minutes later, again, someone starts knocking. She gets up and peers through the side window to see if she can spot anyone out there, but nobody is there. She starts to worry, so she goes back to the room and grabs my dad's shotgun and sits in the living room in the dark, waiting. Again, there's knocking. My mom begins shouting at whoever it is that she's going to call the cops, and that if anyone tries to come in, that she would shoot them. At about 2 a.m., the police finally show up and do a quick search outside of our house while we waited inside. After their search, they tell my mom that they had found a piece of barbed wire about 4 feet long next to the front door, and asked if it belonged to my mom. She said that it wasn't hers and asked why. The cop told her it belonged to whoever was knocking on the door. That they were planning on strangling my mom with the barbed wire when she opened the door to see who was knocking. They said that she was very smart to not open the door to see who was there, otherwise it could have cost her life. The cop said that they'd patrol the neighborhood until morning and do a thorough investigation once there was daylight. That morning, as they were searching around the house... They found footprints leading around to the back of the house leading up to my bedroom window. They had also found nicks in the window seal where the person was trying to pry open the window to break in but failed. My mom always suspected it was this one neighbor because he would always stare at my mom through his curtains and wasn't very friendly. He also knew when my dad wasn't home since he knows what vehicle he'd drive. After that, we moved out of that house. First and foremost, while I'm not a Christian myself, I do hold a healthy level of spirituality and I'm quite honestly okay with any faith practice out there, provided that it is also healthy and does not overstep its boundaries. People are people and have the right to do as they please. But attacking someone using your faith as a weapon, that is something that I do not do. So I live in a rental house with two friends in a pretty decent neighborhood. We're in very close proximity to the neighbors, which is a fair portion of the reason that this is a problem. We've met them before in passing many times, but never had an actual conversation with. So I picked up yoga when I was in college as a means of relaxing and getting my mind right. It's something that I do daily, once in the morning, and sometimes in the evening. One of my friends also practices yoga, and we usually do it together on our outside patio area. So the neighbors I'm referring to are a family of four. Husband, wife, college-age daughter, and teenage son. I won't mention any names out of respect for privacy, and the obvious that nobody will actually care about their names. We were practicing yoga one morning around 7 a.m., and the wife comes out and walks over to our fence. She seemed kind of cheerful, but she turned smug really fast. She said, you have to be doing that really? We tried briefly to converse with her from afar, but when we couldn't get the reasoning, we went over to her. She said that what we were doing wasn't right and that she didn't want her children exposed to that. We asked her what we were doing that was so wrong, and she pointed out that yoga was a form of meditation that isn't Christian and that they raised their family to believe in God. This woman also pointed out to what we were wearing, which was yoga pants and tank tops. She went as far as to point at my chest and say that during our yoga sessions, a lot of the moves and poses we did put those on display, and it was something that she didn't want her children seen. So the Lord that she pays worship to hath bestowed upon me the D-cup, so no matter what I wear, they are going to be at least somewhat displayed. Lady, I can't help that. Both myself, as well as my chiropractor, wished that this wasn't as big of an issue as it is, but it is, so we'll have to live with it. I just smiled and said that I'd be happy to cover up a little bit more during our morning yoga sessions. This wasn't enough, because she said that under no circumstances was it something that we should have been doing in the first place. Eventually, she went back inside, and we went about our day. It was two days later before we heard from them again. We were doing yoga outside, as we have been doing since we moved in and we get another visit. I even went as far as putting a hoodie on, just to show a level of reasonability. This time, she came with her daughter, and we got yet another earful about doing yoga. It was like she was on a mission to save our souls, rambling about manifesting energy, paying tribute to a Hindu god, and tampering with the metaphysical world. My friend had enough and told them to please stop harassing us because we do yoga for about half an hour in the morning and in the evening, and that's it. We go on with our lives. She then pointed out that when they pray, they're not doing anything different than what we were doing. The two of them became very offended and then pouted off inside their house. The final straw came when the husband or patriarch of the family knocked on our door and handed us a pamphlet that I swear literally highlighted the dangers of yoga and the human soul. It looked like something you could find at the front of a church. It labeled a number of things wrong with it, and also listed a few things you could do to get right with God. For F's sake, it's yoga. I fail to see how this is offensive. We're not trying to hurt or offend anybody. Our other roommate, who is the only guy in the house, went later that day and returned the pamphlet to them and said that if he heard from any of them again, that we would be pressing harassment charges on them. Thankfully, we haven't heard from them since. We still practice yoga outside. It's our property. We have that right. As much as I'd love for there to just be peace. At some point, you just have to put your foot down and acknowledge that it's ridiculous. If any spiritual person found anything I said to be offensive, i do wholeheartedly apologize. I'm not condemning all Christians, just the toxic ones. My neighbor was an old 60-year-old man who had been married for like 40 years. He adopted a puppy and I loved going over and playing with her. I'm only eight, by the way, and my mom would let me go over there alone. He would always be like you've been naughty and need a spanking, then would try to spank me. Me being eight, thought it was weird. But whatever he had a cool puppy, I told my mom one day and she didn't believe me. Until one day she is bent over inside her car, putting my little bros in their car seat. Creep neighbor comes up and proceeds to spank her. Mom flips, tells dad dad tells him to stop spanking his family. Then my cousin, same age, moved in with us and would follow us around our yard. We thought it was like a game of tag, so we would run and laugh while he creepily walks slowly towards us. One day he catches me and tries to shove his finger in my vagina. I scream, my little bro kicks him in the dick, and we run inside. Turns out the dude was a child molester. Surprise, right. The sad thing is the guy who lived on the other side of us was a registered sex offender and had a talking parrot, so we would always go over there. He never did anything weird, but I realize I spent a large portion of my childhood hanging with weirdos. Very easily could have ended differently for me. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Current upstairs neighbor. He disappears for weeks at a time. Then we will suddenly hear what sounds like a moth pit happening at 11 p.m. on a weeknight announcing he's home. There's been a lot of things that have happened, but the top two that pretty much sum up everything you need to know about just how creepy the guy is. One day I was bringing up groceries and he offered to help. I said thank you and assumed he would just take the bags to the second floor landing place them outside the door, and then continue up to his apartment, like our other neighbor who has done this exact thing before. No. He follows me back out to my car, and then stands about four inches behind me as I lean into the trunk of my car to get the last two bags. He takes all of the bags, and then walks upstairs. As I finish saying the, oh, thank you, you really didn't have to do that, lines and unlock my door, he goes... Oh, it's no problem. I know your old man leaves for work early and you're home alone. I barely open the door enough to walk into my apartment before I can turn around he has walked in. He opened up my fridge and puts the milk in. He starts looking around our apartment and into our bedroom. Now, just for context of why I didn't flip out and start screaming. It was 8 in the morning and the two other people who live in our building were gone. So literally no one would have heard me. He is about six foot two, and I am five foot five if I have on thick shoes. I go, okay, thanks for the help. I'll see you around. He continues to dig through the fridge and looking towards my bed. Then he turns and starts stepping towards me, Then he realizes that I have a large butcher knife four inches away from my hand. He leaves. I call my husband, who is at work an hour away, crying, and tell him what just happened. That night he goes to confront the guy and he won't answer the door. So my husband goes up the next day and the guy breaks down crying and tells my husband he doesn't remember anything and he is sorry. He was just trying to be neighborly. My husband just tells him my wife is a tough girl. She can carry the groceries up herself. Two, we woke up one night hearing someone yelling and screaming outside. When we look out our living room window, we see upstairs Creeper with blood streaming down his face. So drunk, maybe. High. He could barely stand screaming at police. I'm not going to the damn hospital. Apparently, he had gotten into a fight at the pool hall down the street with four or five other guys and gotten his ass kicked. Eventually, the cops got a hold of him and took him to the hospital in cuffs. The next morning, I went to go get groceries alone. My husband didn't have to work that day. When I came home, he was standing outside smoking a cigarette. You could tell he was still pretty intoxicated from whatever he was on the night before. This time he walked straight up to the car and acted like he was waiting for me to get out. But he stood by the trunk. This was also the first time I'd seen him since the initial incident that he could have thought my husband wasn't home. I called my husband, and when he saw that I was on the phone and heard my husband coming down the stairs of the building. He took off running around the corner. My husband took me to the store that day and got me a gun. Now anytime he sees me alone, he just stares. But if my husband is around, he acts like he doesn't even see us. Noise of shovel digging in the ground. Imagine hearing that for hours on end while you're trying to get some sleep. I mean, sure, we're all stuck at home and things can start to get a bit boring, but come on. Is digging holes really the best hobby you could come up with? It's only been a few weeks since I've moved into this neighborhood. I can't believe that I'm already starting to regret it. I already knew it wasn't going to be the most idyllic place to live, nor was the house itself all that nice when I saw it. Still, it was good enough. However, it'd be dishonest of me to leave out the real reason why I decided to buy the place. It was cheap. Not cheap enough to immediately raise any red flags, but it was at a price that I'd be foolish not to consider. On top of that, I knew the previous homeowner, Tom, not terribly well, but he was a good enough guy as far as I could tell. I really thought he was just doing me a favor. He also seemed pretty eager about it, so it didn't really feel like I was taking advantage of him. I remember asking him why he was moving, and he told me that he'd met some girl in Canada and was going up north to be with her. Fair enough? I asked him about the neighbors as well, and he told me not to worry, since the woman who lived on the house to the right was pleasant and mostly kept to herself. But what about the house to the left? For a moment... It almost seemed as if he were taken aback by the question. Oh, Dave, he responded after a moment of silence. He's a nice enough guy. I think he lives alone. Also keeps to himself. I can't imagine that he'd bother you at all. In retrospect, it was a bit of a strange response. But at the same time, to say that Tom wasn't a bit strange himself would have been a lie. So I opted not to think anything of it. In the end... We filled out all of the paperwork and the place was mine. I have to admit owning my first ever property was a hell of a good feeling. The place wasn't much to look at from the outside, but I couldn't complain about the interior. The carpets were clean... The water from the sinks seemed drinkable, and the bathrooms weren't moldy. I mean, what else could I ask for? There were two bedrooms and two bathrooms in total. Since I lived by myself, I could make some more money by renting out the spare room. Quite honestly, it was a great setup. I saw the hole for the first time while I was smoking a cigarette out on the balcony my first morning there. It was pretty much impossible not to notice. It looked to be about three feet in diameter smack in the middle of my neighbor's backyard. The shovel that he'd presumably used to dig it was lying only a few feet away, still covered in dirt. I'd seen stranger things in my life, so I didn't think too much about. Maybe he was building a garden or something, I don't know. During the following few nights, I experienced some of the most horrifying nightmares that I ever recall having. I can't remember what happened in them verbatim, but they all shared a commonality between them. Some sort of vague doom was always looming over or approaching me. Whether it was heavy knocks at my door that kept getting more forceful or steps behind me that kept getting louder, it always put me on edge. I remember waking up in the morning with my heart pounding in visceral fear overwhelming my sense of reality. I didn't know what the hell was going on. This was in no way a normal occurrence for me. One night, I woke up just as the sun started to rise, still groggy as hell from my lack of sleep. I shuffled out onto my balcony and lit up another cigarette while my eyes drifted over to Dave's backyard. I had to blink twice when I first saw it, but I wasn't hallucinating. The hole had doubled in size. I must have stared at it for half an hour as I tried to reel in my disbelief. What was this mother F doing? When I went to bed that night, I stayed awake on purpose. At around midnight, I started to hear it. Shink, shish, shink, shish. Like a hellish clock that wouldn't stop ticking. I kept track of the time. 12.30. 1 a.m. 2 a.m. It went up all the way until 5 a.m. Five goddamn hours of digging during the dead of night. This had to be a joke, right? What was this guy trying to do? Elicit a reaction from his neighbors? Was this just the most obnoxious prank feasible? Well, if he wanted a reaction, then I was going to give him one. As soon as the sun came up, I stormed over to his front door and rang the doorbell incessantly. He didn't answer, of course. Pussy, I thought to myself as I started banging on his door instead. Hey, buddy. I yelled. Quit the digging or I'm going to kick down this door and kick your ass as well. I closed my eyes and took a deep breath, knowing that he might very well be recording everything that I was saying. I didn't want to get into any legal trouble after all. At least. Dig during the day, I said in a softer tone. Common pal, give me a break. I waited a few more minutes for a response, but he didn't come. I just went back home, hoping that he'd gotten the message. I decided to give Tom a call later that day. I asked him whether or not Dave had done anything like this before, and if he had, why he hadn't warned me about it. Digging holes, Tom responded. That is weird. He nearly paused for a whole minute after, leaving me with the sound of his heavy breaths or the call. Is there... Something you're not telling me? I asked. Um, come on, man. I think. I just try and ignore it, he finally responded. The nerve of this guy. I couldn't believe it. Obviously, that's not happening, I said. If this guy keeps doing it, I'm gonna break into his house and toss his shovels into the ocean myself. I wouldn't confront him, Tom replied suddenly toned soft and timid. What? Why the hell not? I asked. He went silent for another minute before hanging up on me. I called him back two more times, but he wasn't picking up. I was starting to figure out why he'd sold it to me for so cheap. He didn't have the balls to confront the guy himself, so he just sailed shit. Well, that wasn't going to be me. I didn't even try to go to sleep that night. I sat down in the living room with a cup of coffee at midnight, waiting for that bastard to start digging again. Sure enough, he did. As soon as I started hearing that godforsaken noise, I stormed out of my front door. This time, I wasn't going to waste time knocking. I was going to confront that asshole directly. I approached the gate leading into his backyard, only to find it wired shut. What the hell? I thought to myself. I pulled on the handle, but it wouldn't budge in the slightest. What a pain. In a fit of rage, I kicked at it, causing the entire wooden frame to shake. The guy didn't even seem to care. He just kept digging. It was loud, so obnoxiously loud. I was really nearing my wit's end. In fact, the sound of it was so overbearing, it nearly drowned out the soft tapping that was coming from beside me. Wait, I thought, what is that? I looked over and nearly had a heart attack. There was somebody looking at me through the window at the entrance of my neighbor's house. My eyes adjusted after the initial shock of spotting him, and I was able to discern a man in his mid-late thirties. He had a petrified expression on his face as he looked at me. He put a finger up to his lips and shook his head as if he were warning to me, stop what I was doing. My bravado disappeared in an instant. The despair on his face was palpable, filling me with a deep, sinking sensation in my stomach. As I stood there, still deliberating about what to do, the digging suddenly came to a stop. I could feel my fight or flight senses kicking in, but it was different this time. Before, I'd only get that feeling when I knew what the danger was and could see it in front of me. This time... I knew that I had to get away before the danger could present itself at all. I heard a shovel drop and the sounds of heavy footsteps coming from the gate beyond. I didn't stay to find out what was walking towards me. I didn't sleep well for a week after that incident, but not because of the sounds. The digging had since stopped and the hole hadn't gotten much bigger, but I knew that was just because it was getting deeper. Yesterday, I finally worked up the courage to go into his backyard during the day, since the digging only seemed to happen at night. I tried ringing my neighbor's doorbell again, but he's not answering. He obviously doesn't want to talk to me about it. I climbed over the fence and cautiously made my way towards the hole. At that point, it was taking up a considerable portion of the grass space. Of course, a shovel was lying beside it. I took a closer look at it seeing the deep imprints of bulky fingers on the bloody metal handle. And then I looked down into the hole itself. I couldn't tell you how deep it was exactly. However, I could see nothing but the void below, just pure darkness. I went back into my house and found a piece of rope that I measured to be 30 feet long. I tied a water bottle to the end of it and went back to the hole before slowly lowering it down. I ran out of rope in no time but I never heard a thud below. When I brought it back up, the bottle was covered in some kind of thick, dark goo. I just dropped it back down along with the rope. I wasn't touching that. I continued kneeling there for minutes afterwards, waiting for a confirmation that it had hit the ground below. It never happened. Or maybe it was so far below that I wouldn't be able to hear it at all, even if it did. In any case, that little experiment brought me no peace of mind. It yielded no answers at all. I still doubted that I would be able to get any sleep. At the very least, the digging had stopped. And over the next few nights, I actually managed to get some shoe dye for a few hours at a time. I just wouldn't think about the hole. It didn't matter, and it would have no impact on my life. Soon enough, my sleep schedule was back on track. My life was going back to normal. I could smile knowing that this incident would just be a strange one, off in my life, a story that I could tell at parties. I drifted off to sleep tonight without a worry in my head. I prepared myself to have a nice dream, something I hadn't had in a while. Instead, I woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, my entire body shaking. Another nightmare, the worst one I've ever had yet, and it didn't end when I woke up. The digging was back, even louder this time, almost as if it were coming from my own backyard. Not necessarily creepy, but he obviously was watching our house. But our neighbor, when I was in high school, was an asshole. One weekend, my parents were away and I was home alone. I was about 15 or 16 and was waiting for my boyfriend and his mom to pick me up so I could go canoeing with them. My dog had an accident, and I was flustered since I was also trying to get ready. I put him outside while I cleaned up the mess and finished getting ready. My dog was barking to get back in. He was probably outside 20 minutes or so. The phone rings. I think your dog wants in. No hello, no introduction, but I knew it was our asshole neighbor. I said, he had an accident. I'm cleaning up. I'll get him in a minute. He said he's been barking for the past hour. He absolutely was not, and it's not like this was 3 a.m., and he was keeping people awake. It was about 10 a.m. on a Saturday, I said. Um, no, he is not, and the guy tried to argue with me, so I hung up on him. I let the dog in a few men later and then stood at the end of my yard or backyards faced each other, because I knew he was watching. He came out and said, Can I help you? And I told him that my dog had not been out that long and I'd appreciate it if he minded his own business. He started arguing and saying that there was an ordinance against that kind of noise. I should add that he was always accusing neighbors of being in violation of various ordinances, And that even our local police dubbed him a habitual complainer. I walked away as he's jabbering on and I turned and screamed, just shut up. And he went off that he was going to call my parents and tell them how rude I was. Later that night, I told the story to my dad. And he said, yeah, just let that asshole try and call us. Crazy cat lady lived in a trailer with overgrown weeds and other brush surrounding it, had a toilet in her front yard for some reason. One day, while it's pouring rain, she walks down our driveway and gives my dad a cardboard box. Her exact words were The Mexican government is after me. I can't care for these. Take them. Inside were two three week old kittens, brother and sister. The brother sadly died from a bowel problem. But we still have the female to this day. She's fat, bitchy, and can't keep her tongue in her mouth, and I love her. Crazy lady likes to set random fires in her yard and screams at helicopters. It's not as creepy anymore since I'm used to her, but when I was little, I would always check my closet to make sure she wasn't inside it for some reason. Growing up, we had a neighbor whose window was above our back porch that was connected to our eaten kitchen. Every night we had dinner, this guy would be drunk, hanging out of his window and cursing my whole family. One night, my mom had enough. My dad... My dad... was pretty easygoing and would never really say anything to him. So my mom decided she would go outside with a rock and throw it at him. She hit him in the face and it busted open. He was dripping blood and screaming out of his window until the cops came. That was the last time he disturbed our dinner. Hooray for Sicilian and Mom. Neighbor kid who lived behind us when I was young. We thought he was a slow, if harmless, 14-year-old. He was actually 25 and as harmful as they come. He, quote, S-violated, unquote, Something like 100 little girls. But they only caught him after he murdered a 5-year-old neighbor girl. He taught me never to dismiss someone as harmless just because other people say he is. If you get a bad vibe from someone, always trust it. I can't stand the kid from across the street, but I feel kind of bad. It's clearly not his fault. There has been some poor parenting for sure. He spends all summer knocking our door and ringing our doorbell for our oldest to come out at like 7am when he five-year-old. He's clearly going to bed. We have told him this multiple times. Well, apparently one time he didn't like the answer. So he went home, got a plastic toy gun, came back, and when I answered pointed it at me and said, you better let son come out and play or else. That kid has some serious behavioral issues, and it doesn't seem like there is anyone trying to help him.